Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This special Mania Rewind featuring Alton Williams is brought to you by Challenge Mania Live San Francisco. Our last show of the year is coming to you from Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, California on Saturday, December the 18th. We have an OG star-studded lineup with, yes, Janelle, Darrell, Kendall, and that might not even be it because I've had OGs texting me left and right being like, are you guys doing a show in San Francisco? I might want to fly up. We'll see what happens. So, Anyway, when we say holiday party, it is going to be a holiday party. And I know Dee is looking for a Santa costume. Do not be surprised if Derek is dressed as Santa in your pictures with him. But, hey, wouldn't be a holiday party without Santa, right? Get your tickets at challengemania.live today. Two weeks from now, actually about a week and a half now, week after Thanksgiving on Thursday, December the 2nd, I'm going to be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, specifically Wauwatosa, Wisconsin at Bolero with the great Melinda Collins watching All Stars Season 2, Episode 4 at Bolero. Go to challengemania.live for tickets because every ticket comes with unlimited free bowling. You can bowl alongside Melinda and myself. We will party all night, watch the challenge All Stars, and top score will score two live tickets Live VIP tickets to a Challenge Mania Live of your choosing. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for D. Going to get to D in a second. Going to get to Alton Williams in a second. One of our favorite guests. He's been at two Challenge Mania Lives. January 2019 in New York. June 2019 in Hollywood. And you'll hear us sometimes talking about those shows and maybe plugging Hollywood and stuff like that. I just want to remind you guys that when we do a rewind... This is an older episode. Some of you guys might be hearing this episode again. Shouts to you guys reliving this episode. It's a good one. Trust me, it's worth doing so. But for those of you hearing this for the first time, anything in the body of the episode you hear us promoting, shows, sales, things like that, they're probably outdated. Uh, You can go and check, but probably things that no longer apply, especially live shows. But we do have a live show on the horizon. We're talking San Francisco. We've got St. Louis in the new year, but that one's sold out. San Francisco, California. On the 18th of December. Hope to see you there. Shouts to everybody who came out to New York last week for a viewing party that I know was giving folks FOMO when they were looking at those pictures. We had Ryan Kehoe in the house. We had Sophia in the house. That's right. Two of the OGs that were on the screen in episode two of All Stars were also in the house of Carragher's. We had Marie Rhoda. We had Natalie Negrati. We had Anissa Ferrero who came up from Philly. And we had a jam-packed house of challenge maniacs from all over the country. So great seeing you guys. Carragher's was a great venue. Thank them so much. They were very happy. Shouts to my man John who helped out and his helpers that were helping us check people in and everything. And the hats. I know John's brother hooked us up with the hats. So thank you guys so much 
for being there last Thursday. It was a great time. Hope to see you guys again sometime soon. And if you saw those viewing party picks and you thought, man, I want to do that. If you live in the Midwest, we'd love to see you next Thursday in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Again, tickets at challengemania.live. All right. As I said, you didn't come for me. You came for D, and D will be back on the podcast this week. We'll be talking to Leah Gillingwater about her short run on the Challenge All-Star Season 2, her elimination versus Ayana, and the vote-in, all that stuff. D, I guess, technically the one who put her in, so that could get awkward. You'll also hear D back on Spy Guys this week. Spy Guys is our bonus podcast we do over patreon.com slash challengemania. We give back to the pod squad. You keep the lights on here by being supporters of the podcast at patreon.com slash challengemania, and we do bonus coverage where we talk spies lies and allies we talk all stars we do all that stuff every week at patreon.com slash challenge mania without further ado let's get to this mania rewind the music you'll be hearing is courtesy of our man mikey p it was his new single at the time and we're keeping it in the episode baby here we go alton williams from 2019 Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. That's enough, you're way too close, back it up I stay in the throne like a king do Get out of my way before I get into I'm nice, but I let my guard down My heart got a permanent scar now I see why these rappers do this fucking flow It's my list, it's easy, I sound like a pro I really don't like it, but fuck it, it's in I do it, I do it, I do it to win Damn, and we make it 
Ladies and gentlemen, on the line right now, it was a joke for around the first year of our podcast that we were talking to the fake Alton Williams. But luckily, earlier this year, Derek came in contact with the real Alton Williams. And some of the maniacs who were in town in January for Challenge Mania Live at Caroline's on Broadway got to meet Alton. And this past week, you got to see where it was that Derek and Alton reconnected. You saw them in the Universal Challenge that aired during the final of War of the Worlds. And now, right after that, right before he joins us again on stage at Challenge Mania Live, Los Angeles in Hollywood on June the 22nd at the Hollywood Improv. Tickets available at challengemania.la. Here he is appearing for the first time on the podcast. I think this is the first time he's ever heard of, listened to, or been on a podcast. He can tell me if I'm wrong there. <laughs> Mr. Alton Williams, what's up, dude? Big Al. How you doing, Scotty? How, how, you guys, how you guys doing? Good to be here, man. Good morning. Yeah, um, awesome to hear from you. Uh, I, can't, I can't express like what a joy it was for me, Alton, to have been able to compete with uh, a, a guy like yourself and a guy like Darrell, like 15 years later, like I used to root for you guys uh, when I was still in high school. I went back to see when your last, when your real world was, and it was in 2002. My yep. road rules season was in 2004, so it must have been when I saw you on the challenge. Must have been in about like 2003 or something like that. When I was still like, uh, I was either just coming out of high school or it was like my first year of college or something like that. Uh, but I do remember like you, guys like you and Darrell and, you know, CT and Abe and Mike Demiz, like you guys were the era that I was like, hey man, this is some fucking pretty cool stuff right here. Like, you know, and you know- never. Never thinking about like that. I'll do it again. Let alone like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years later. I'm 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 at the, one of the coolest places in the world doing the Universal Challenge on MTV with you guys. Very, very, very true. Very true, man. I would definitely say uh, that just that like, little lineup that you just kind of mentioned. You know, I would call that kind of like the golden age. Or I don't even know. I just know that Maybe. if it was hip hop, if it was hip hop, well, that would say. be if it, that would be the um, the Biggie, Tupac, Nas. You know, like. Jay Z era where every, all the greats happen to be on stage touring at the same time. Um, they, that's kind of what it feels like. Cause for me, that's, we still even had a couple of people that you did, that didn't really get the airplay, that, but that were the big guys when I came in. And that was the Dave Burns. Um, um, um God, there, Dave Burns. I don't know if you remember him. I think he was like real world Seattle, something like this with the blue. Of and the course green I eye. do. Of course yeah. I do. The, what, the one, the, the, the two different color eyes. How could yes, the two different color eyes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, then there was, and then, um, who, what was his other name? Tim Beggy. Oh my yes. God. Like they were still in the game. Um, um, you know, Cyrus was still coming in. You and Cyrus had an epic moment there. Um, and one of the, one of the challenges, I think that was in Trinidad. Um, you know, there, so it was just a time. And then of course the CT, the Landon, myself, like we were kind of like the new people because CT came in right after me, um, from, cause I think he was real world France. I was right after Vegas. And then, um, and then Darrell was my sister season and we competed even before the challenges in on, on our show. Um, Darrell, them, they actually stole our phone. They, they came, they had to come to our, they came to Palms Casino when we were still filming and, um, his cast, uh, stole our, our house phone, which was not cool. <laughs> I, um, Scott, I love this. I love this. Like, this is all I, I, I don't know what kind of questions you got back there, but like, I, I just want to keep, I just want to keep, Alton going back down this epic trip of memory lane 
Because no, I kissed I, Kendall, you know, like th- that was how crazy things was. I mean, were back then. I mean, it was it was just a time of just like being open and like really experiencing this thing. I think it was, you know, I don't know. And so, I, I, but I will say that yes, that was that was an epic time that you were watching. And and honestly, I have to say, it wasn't complete until you joined. I mean, when you came. That was the only reason why I was able to really make it through a full challenge. I was never expecting to stay through a challenge. Um, I was just going to go have some fun, go back with my friends. Um, and then and we go to Trinidad and then Derek was there and immediately I just gravitated to your energy. It took a while for us to actually, I think, hang out and talk because, you know, you, you, you are kind of already had your click. But, um, when we finally did speak, oh man, it was really cool. And, and yeah, so I mean, you're definitely, you're, you know, you, because to me, you didn't come that much. You didn't come after. You came during my transition from being out and from the real world to being like kind of like a competitor, if you will. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I actually, I think you actually set the bar because since that was my first challenge, or at least the first challenge that I really was became that, that competitor. Um, and you set the, you definitely set the bar and, that season and us being captains and needing to try to hold it down the whole time. Um, that season, I think really did set a precedent for what the competitors are going to have to be able to know how to do and just going to the gym and being stronger. What it wasn't going to be enough. Like you have to have heart. You got to be able to bleed through it, like the whole thing. And, and that's what you really did. Like, man, you bled every challenge, which is really inspiring for me. So, yeah. Scott, can I keep going here? Are you going to be mad at me? Because hey. I I can keep I can keep going with this. Steer the you ship, know, my friend. Go listen, ahead. Listen, just like many times on this podcast, we I, I love to refer to us. And Scott's a comic book nerd, probably more than I am. But just like you know, some of these characters that he mentioned, like some of the characters in these comic books that you only get to see every now and then, he mentioned Timmy Beggy, Dave Burns, two classic characters that don't get much airtime or playtime or you know. People that we don't talk about uh, very often, um, but I, I, you know, we talk about some of these moments like Dave Burns, like he's the only person that's ever had, you know, a relationship with someone from the casting department or someone from what oh, we wow, call you're right. the, on, on the show. We call them challenge guides just to yep. be kind of just Get to it. stick, you know, just to stick with the you know, with the, with the fantasy, with the imagination of what, you know, characters like us essentially bring to the table. I like to, I like to call us Disney characters sometimes, you know? Um, but in, in this, in this, in this view, you know, we talk about someone like Dave Burns. The guy had a relationship on TV with someone that he's not supposed to have a relationship with, got her fired from her job, yet she's still on TV with him. And it was like one of the craziest moments on TV. Crazy. During that time. But he brought the boxing gloves. I mean, they, he brings the boxing gloves. Man. I He's brought the boxing punches. gloves. I oh, brought was the it boxing you? gloves. Oh, you, you brought the boxing gloves. Oh yes. my God. Jeez, yes. I thought that was, I thought that was D. Yeah, you really set the, you set the stage, man. That was cool. Well, well, hold on. I brought the boxing gloves to Gauntlet too. You and Dave Burns put them on. Yes, we did. Yes, we and, did. And, and, and punched each other in the, yes, we did. Multiple yeah. times yep, in, yep, in the rain. In the rain. It was raining that day. It was raining that night, but it was better than anything else. It was better than what else, you know. So it was great. It was it was a great time. But later on, those boxing gloves, when it got serious, ended up getting taken away when me and yeah. Brad really wanted to fight each other. I remember. <laughs> so 
classic. You guys are hilarious. Oh, that was definitely good times, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just want to keep, I just want to keep, I want to keep these memories flowing for you because I want to get your take on them. Also, another great moment that we saw, um, and, and again, my, the, uh, the Challenge Maniacs don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from you. So the, the more insight you want to give us on these certain situations, the further back you want to go, um, please feel free. Timmy Beggy, last time we saw Timmy Beggy, he retired on the Inferno 3. We were both there. Timmy Beggy versus Abe punching each other out of glass. They had a, they had a, they had a, oh my God, ring. I remember that. South Africa, yes. They had a, oh man. Yup, and they had to punch each other out. The guy retires with shattered knees. I'm talking about glass in his knees, leaves the game with glass in his knees. Um, but those are just a few. I want you to keep going back. Scott, we can bring yeah, yeah. it back to the first real world yeah. days. Wherever your mind goes, man, wherever your, you know, this takes you. Okay, so let's go back. I mean, we're, we're in Africa. Epic time. Um, we're in Cape Town. We got the baboons going crazy every night. Um, CT, night one, knocks out, what was his name? Davis? What was his, CT punch, punches Davis. I, mean, I remember seeing CT that night and I was like, oh my God, he was wearing, dude, it was crazy. He was like Lou Frigna <clears throat> wearing these tight jeans before tight jeans were in. The kid was just like huge and, and, and very just, intimidating i mean he did he did the house toast i mean he just took over the house immediately the house toast were in there five minutes um, um we're, everyone's in the kitchen and for some reason in the kitchen i seen him just look at davis <laughs> and i was like oh no this isn't gonna be good for the kid for the show and i um, mean yeah he ends up punching him out that night um goes home then ct leaves and it feels like tim beggy just stepped up and so it was like Cruella DeVille running the house for a moment, just for a moment. And not really Cruella because he's a really cool dude, but you know, it, it's all, it is what it is. And then, and then, and then it went to like Mary Poppins kind of being in control for, for a little while there. Um, and it was really, you know, really, really awesome to have those old school characters because the new school guys were, you could just tell they were here to, it was like a changing of the guards. 
no longer was it like a bros situation. It was turning into what, what it is now. Um, um, real, real competition on all levels, kind of Game of Thrones-ish. That's really what the challenge is. Like, I've never really watched a Game of Thrones, but when I hear it and I hear about it and hear why, you know, people being so into it, I literally, <clears throat> I think real world challenge. I'm like, yeah, sounds like a challenge to me. Like a king's court and everybody's just kind of positioning and jockeying for, you know, for, Something, I don't, I don't even know what it is that they're really for the going throne. For. It is for the I throne. I don't know, but to me, it the throne is. is actually, the throne is that little tube that everybody's watching, right? It's that tube that everybody's watching. And, and when you're in it, to me, that's kind of like, you know, like you said, Disneyland, that's, 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 that's the place where the magic happens, regardless of <clears throat> win or lose. It's almost like a Super Bowl game. Yeah, there's going to be like some fans in the, in the crowd crying and screaming but everybody on the field's a bunch of winners and they all know it everybody on the field they're running back to the you know they're gonna go have the after party and i mean and that's the and to me that's the bigger picture that's what allows for things to be and that's what and that's what i'm thinking and i was hoping that's what's kind of going on in the challenge like it's got picked up especially when i watch things like let's move fast forward now i've just found out about this johnny bananas west west beef kind of thing like this you know kind of epic war of the battle of the gods johnny bananas and uh and uh and and, and west because to me west is like you know he's the man but now i know that johnny bananas pretty much has established himself as being the largest prize winner the most consistent winner if he's on a challenge he's probably the guy that's gonna gonna take it is what at least everybody thinks which makes him more likely for that to be the case but so their battle, their, their, their beef that's going on right now. Um, it, it's, to me, it seems like it was, it's manufactured. I mean, I would hope for it to be, for it to be actually useful. And I mean, I felt, I feel that like being on those shows and being on that platform, it, it's really about, to me, it's all about the after game, like going on the tours, the university, the speaking engagements, the bar tours, the, the sponsors, like that, that kind of thing. Um, um, and, and the, the more, the more of us that are together, obviously, just like on a challenge, the more, um, the more viable that is. So when you do attach yourself, like me, I always attach myself via relationship, Erlon or Jody or whatever. And it, and it was never conscious, but those were the things that that's kind of how it was seen. Like you kind of, you're more than just that singular when, you know, and so now him being Johnny Bananas and West, there's always going to be that reason for them to be called back. And so really smart. Our time was definitely different. It was more <clears throat> of an, of just being on an experience. And, um, and for me, it was a lot more, um, just like cathartic. It was definitely, it was definitely like more of a spiritual journey for me. Um, the real world experience and it still is. So, um, I, I, feel, I feel like I digress. <laughs> I think you're, you're such an interesting person to talk to because, and I want to get to the specifics of this, but you sort of, you're like, in a way, you're like a, a time capsule of like going back because you can so seamlessly talk about these memories. It's not like you've forgotten them, but admittedly so, you've kind of detached both from the show, from social media, sort of, you know, you, you, you don't watch a ton of TV, you don't keep up with the challenge. So you're sort of like talking about like just finding out about Wes and Johnny and you seem so invigorated by it, whereas the average challenge challenge maniac is kind of sick of it and like you know questions whether oh, wow. it's legitimate and stuff like that and, and you know Wes actually just eliminated Johnny very early on in this past season it was the first season they had played together for a while but it had become the sort he of didn't quintess- he didn't eliminate him by by his he, hand. Sent he him didn't in, actually yeah. eliminate him he he, yeah. he he sent them in elimination 
where he was then eliminated. Yeah, yes. he was the, conduct, the conductor of the plan. But so it's so funny that, I mean, you're able to talk about these things as if you, like I said, st- stepped out of like, you know, you were cryogenically frozen like Captain America. <laughs> and you're talking about these seasons <laughs> as if they were like yesterday. Um, and whereas today it's like, you know, we've had so many seasons since. You talked about how like it went out with the bros and into like the athletes, the youths and the landers, the Derricks. Well, in between there, it went back to the bros because we have the Johnnies and the Evans and the Kennys. And now we're sort of oh, getting yeah. Back. Yeah, you're right. And now we're sort of getting back to the athletes with these guys like Pauly Calafiori and Turbo who just won the last season of the challenge. So it's funny that like it, it, talking to you, it's it's fascinating because like this entire cycle has happened like once over since you tuned out. So um I do want to start and get your casting story, which is something we get from everyone who comes on the show. And sometimes, to be honest with you, for a lot of the listeners, it might be redundant because it's stuff they've heard on other interviews or, or they kind of know it. I feel like, you know, you kind of stopped doing interviews so long ago before podcasts even really existed. So I don't know that everybody knows where you were living at the time you were cast for Real World Vegas, what led you to audition for it, you know, if you had an athletic background at the time, your educational background, and what it was like being cast onto what I would argue might be the most famous or at least beloved or controversial season of the real world of all time. I think Vegas won. Yeah, if we did a poll, I think it might be. So go ahead. No worries. No worries, man. That's that's awesome. That was a great setup. Definitely inspiring. Well, as far as it goes – like I said, man, it was this, this show, the, the whole experience for me was very spiritual. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, the, the whole experience for me was really, was really spiritual. It all started off for me. Um, I was a pro rock climber, climbing for this company called Las Sportiva at the time. And, uh, and I was with a girl, um, beautiful girl, Panamanian chick. And, um, she was a rock climber as well. And she cheated on me. It was right after college and I was like trying to get ready for vet school. So I was studying for the GREs and, um, I was living in LA at the time, uh, cl- climbing a lot in Chatsworth at Stony Point and really just putting up some really impressive climbs. And, um, and so she cheats on me. I move out of LA. I, I had this awesome apartment. Um, I had this bird that I, this crow that I, 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 raised from like a little fledgling to like this huge black California crow. And, um, I had to get him a home, came down to San Diego. I crashed at my cousin Tilly T's house. Cause I was just kind of going through it. He was at that time. I just inspired him to start this band called stranger band. So I was doing a lot of like kind of roadie stuff with them, playing my violin with the band, um, um, hanging out and really actually quite depressed, <laughs> especially during the day. And so and for the first time ever, I, was I feeling, that was like my first time ever feeling bad. So it was really weird for me um, going through it. And so I was spending a lot of time with my aunt Tammy, my favorite aunt, which is Tilly T, my best cousin's mom. And we were just hanging out and I would like talk to her. She'd watch a lot of, that's when Dr. Phil was just coming out. So she had like Dr. Phil on or whatever and like tell me about love and just tell me about life and how I'm going to be okay, all this good stuff. And, um, and then next, you know, Dr. Phil's on and a commercial pops up. Are you single? Um, you know, do you want to have fun? That's this kind of stuff, whatever. And if you are call this number and, um, call this number and whatever, you know, and, and, and join us at a casting call at Gordon Beersh, um, you know, Mission Valley. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, kind of at that time we're, I don't know what we were talking about, but. I think I was actually like crying in her lap. I really do actually like really crying. Like she was like rubbing my head and I was just like, this sucks. And, um, <clears throat> she said, you know what, Alton, you should call that number. <laughs> I was just like, she's like, you're single now. I was like, I'm not single. You know, I love her. 
And, um, and <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> really though, these are real facts. It was hilarious. And so uh, I was like, I'm not single. And, um, and anyways, she gets up, she writes, she's like, get up boy. And so I, I had to take my head off her lap and she grabs pen and paper. She writes it down and she tells me to get up and call it. And I was like, I'm not calling. And then, so she gets up and she calls and then she hands me the phone. And, um, and then someone answers, I guess one of their PAs answers the phone and, or maybe it was even a recorded, um, recorded message of where to go with time. So I think I wrote everything down and, um, yeah. And was going to be coming down the next day. I didn't want to use a name, so we'll just take that out. But, but like my ex-girl was going to be coming down that next day. And I can believe so I, it. Yeah, no worries. Um, uh, and if you don't, it's cool. But, um, and yeah, and I went down to Gordon Biersch and that's where I, I was playing Tupac. There was like this huge crowd. I remember being pretty hyped up by seeing the crowd because I was involved in a lot of competitions at that time. So it felt familiar. So the, another side of me kind of came out. And um, so I turned the music up. I was driving a forerunner at that time, turned the music up and was um, at, playing like Tupac, Hail Mary, I think. And I was going through, I, I chose to park in the one shady area, but it was in the crowd. But it was like a tree over there in Gordon Beerson. So I go over there and kind of close to the radio station. I park and um, the crowd had to part a little bit. So they're like, who's this guy pulling in there? And then um, I had to go talk to the radio girl. She was cute. And while I'm talking to her, I see some black dude at the at the door of Gordon Beerson. But there, I want to say there was like a black cast iron gate. Um, and I see a black dude like waving with a big old smile, like huge, almost like Cheshire Cat. Never seen such a beautiful smile. And it was, he was pretty far away. And I was usually the dude that would like wave my hand back at somebody that wasn't waving at me at that time. And so, um, I didn't wave back <laughs> at that time. Cause so I was talking to a pretty girl and I didn't think he was talking to me. And so, um, I turned away from him and I started talking to the radio lady, um, girl again. And I'm from Jamma Z90, I want to say. And, and then next, you know, he comes up to the gate and he's like, Hey, Hey, you know, gets my attention. And his name was Marlon Sanders. If I'm not mistaken, Marlon. Sanders. I got casted by Marlon. If this yes. Is- it, yeah. Black Marlon. I got casted by Marlon Sanders. The only time I seen him was this time, bro. Okay. So this is what happens. So he, he calls me in. I'm like, do I come around? Cause he's at the gate. He's at a black cast iron gate. He's like behind the gate. He's like, come in. I want to talk to you. And I was like, me? He's like, yeah, you. I had my backpack on. Um, you know, I was always had my backpack and my rollerblades in my backpack. I don't know why I was such a nerd. Nice. But, uh, but I had some rollerblades in my backpack, backpack on. He's like, I-, I didn't see an entrance. So I just grabbed the gate and I jump over the fence. I just jumped that gate right there. He's like, you're a wild man. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, what up, San Diego, you know? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> and then, and he's like, oh man, he's like, I love you. And so he, he, come, he brings me right on in. And they're already doing an interview. He told me to sit down. Everybody else is filling out paperwork. Um, and the interview was almost over. He asked everybody, you know, um, somebody else is there. They have, they have the other people leave. I'm getting up to go. He says, Allison, sit down. Um, he's like, not you. He has me sit down. They talk to me really quick. He says, I really like you. Love your energy, bro. He's like, you know, he's like, you're the reason why I came here. I'm done. <laughs> he literally said that. And wow. they, they were casting, but they were casting for this other TV show called Love Cruise. Um, that was for a show on Fox. And, um, so really I got cast for Love Cruise, um, be- right before 9-11, I want to say. And, um, I was going to go, um, you know, they, they called me, Jason Horowitz called me after him, after Marlon. Um, and that was like the next day. And then that's when the process pretty much started. Sent me all the paperwork by, you know, that next, whatever Wednesday, I filled out this really thick application, kind of talked about myself in depth, sent it back to them. Next, you know, I was going up to Boone and Murray Productions. Um, we went there like once up in uh, Studio City in Los Angeles, or maybe Van Nuys, that's what it is. In Van Nuys, it was in Van Nuys. It's not Van yeah. Nuys anymore. It, it's not? Okay. Uh-uh. They got a basketball court and everything. Wait, so really? Did you, did you do the uh, the other show, or did they repurpose you and say, oh, no, he'd be better yeah. for the real world, or how did that work? Well, yeah. So 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 I'm totally cast for the show, get ready to go out, wardrobe and everything, and then 9-11 happens. Oh, so they canceled and, uh, the shoot. Yeah, that they, they canceled everything. That I think that's because it was off U.S. waters at that time, and it was like, I, I didn't want to go because, you know, it was TV and a boat blow up. I didn't know. Right. Um, and then I think, I think the Somalians at that time were doing a lot of pirate stuff also. <laughs> um, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy time, man. And um well, and, that's, uh, that's and so, incredible. And I, 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 oh, man. And I literally, ju- what happened was I was getting ready to go on the Coast Guard, um, go to the Coast Guard actually for vet school. That was my, my plan. It was, you know, I was finishing school, finish school, um, marry my girl and then go to the Coast Guard for vet school. Um, um, and so that was going to be the plan, but I still wanted to take my GREs just in case something else was going to happen. Um, but, and I think I had to take my GREs anyway for the Coast Guard, but, um, so I was in, I was enlisted in the Coast Guard. I was getting ready to go to officer training school. And actually I was going to be flying out like, dang, I want to say I was going to be flying out July. And then this whole thing started. I already had my exit. I already had my flight date and everything, but um, to, to, to leave out to OT, um, OTS. And then I, then that's when Jason called me. And so then I ended up starting this whole real world thing. And because I actually got cast, like, you know, I was telling my, my um, recruiter, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm going to go, but if I do get the opportunity, I wanted to go. Um, he was like, yeah, it's a great opportunity, whatever. Um, and so they put me on, they first deferred my deployment 
And then I had had to have Buna Murray call to actually get me off of going to a certain degree. And I didn't want to go anywhere be- anymore because I didn't want to go if we were going to be a war. The 9-11 happened. And so, like I said, it was a very spiritual time because I almost got everything I wanted, which was being a veterinarian, going, going being an officer in the military, all that, like my dad, all that stuff. But I didn't want to be at war. And, um, and so the real world came or the, the opportunity came to divert my attention <clears throat> right when I was going to be in a place where I didn't want to be, which would be like possibly war or whatever. So, wow. um, ended up, yeah, I ended up being cast for the love cruise. They called me and let me know. And I told all my friends. And so that was like, I told all my friends first, I was going to be going to the, to Coast Guard because I just came home and they're like, ah, oh, whatever. And, um, and then I told them I was going to be going on TV and they're like, yeah, right. You know, no, cause my friend San Diego is way too cool for school. Like we don't, we don't believe anything. And so I, be- I believe everything, <laughs> but no one else does. And so, um, they, they, <laughs> they didn't believe me. And I literally lost a lot of friends on some just like F you, like, no, you, you know, you don't got a lot to kick it, you know? And, um, um, just because <laughs> it was very weird that that would actually happen. Um, um, not from where we're from. And, uh, and so they're like, yeah, right now we don't believe that. And, and so, and Sell then it didn't. Yep, exactly. Well, no, not even that. It's more like, just kidding. Yeah, right. You're full of yeah, shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Got it. Like you ain't that cool. You ain't that yeah. cool. You know, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's more of what it was. And so, so yeah, so that happened. That went down and, um, and I ended up, um, so I'm going through that with my friends. Then Jason calls me and lets me know the show was canceled. Right when I was on some, I'm about to leave out like tomorrow stuff. And then he said, nope, we're not going. It's all been canceled. And, it, and, and, you know, we'll call you. We'll keep you in mind. We really like you. You're pretty, pretty cool guy. So at that point, I'm really for the first time, like floating. I've never been let down. I've never been in the gray area. I've been very, since I was six years old, I've been playing violin. Always had something to do every Saturday, never floating in life ever. And, um, very planned and too organized actually. And so, that was my first time where it's like, I, I stopped all my plans. I didn't go to the Coast Guard at that moment. I, I'm not actively going to veterinary school. I'm getting ready to turn 22, which is old for a skater. You know, we're old by 14. And so I'm getting ready to turn 22, you know, starting my third career, already finished violin, veterinary medicine, um, skating and, um, and now I'm getting ready to hopefully, you know, be a veterinarian at some point. Um, and, and then get ready to go on this TV show. So finally going to have some fun, maybe do something that was going to make me not be just a guy that gets cheated on and look like, you know, um, cause I was always just a nerd. Like people always were really disappointed with me <laughs> only because I'm like this black dude in my world. And, but yet I don't, I didn't really have that energy, you know, and more of like just San Diego. You're not really black. You're not really white. You're kind of just American, you know? Not really a lot of the, even though we're so close to Mexico, a lot of the Spanish kids a lot of, that I grew up, nobody, pretty much everybody I grew up, nobody, nobody really spoke Spanish. Nobody really was culturally correct. Um, and so I'm not really like that culturally correct black dude. I'm more just like just a person. Um, and I feel that like that by itself was kind of a little bit disappointing, especially to like girls that want to have fun. So, you know, it, it was always a weird, it was always, it's kind of an interesting place to be like, a non thug black dude during the thug time. And when that was kind of like a, the attractive idea of what being black was. And so the real world was for more, at least the love cruise for me, the idea was I was going to go on that show, have a lot of fun, you know, 
hook up with a couple girls maybe. Um, cause that's what you did. They put you on dates and stuff. And my girl was going to see that <clears throat> and she was going to know I can have fun too. That was all. <laughs> that was like, that was literally the point of going on TV. That's what, that's what my rationale was. And, um, and then after that, I thought, well, after the love cruise, when it was going to be MTV, I thought, well, at least I think the reason MTV came, cause I know I wanted to get on that show, um, get on MTV not a real world show, but I wanted to be like a host or something because of my skating, um, to meet Aaliyah. And so I think that that is kind of what brought MTV into my vortex. Um, and, and it went from Fox to, uh, to getting on MTV to where I would have been in a position to, to possibly interview Aaliyah and, and fall in love. <laughs> so that's pretty much, um, that anyways, that's my story as far as, as far as, um, I was supposed to get on the love cruise. They canceled the show because of nine 11. Jason put me on hold. They called me back like six months later um, um, for the real world. I didn't really want to derail myself again. But I thought to just give it, I, I don't know. It, um, my mom's an actress. She said to just do it. She said, Alton, school's always going to be here. You're always going to, you you are always going to be focused. Go have some fun. And um, and it was literally her giving me that little blessing Um that, that made me finally say, I'll go. And that's when, uh, that's, and I had, I had, I had, um, gosh, Mary Ellis Murray, you know, Mary Ellis Boonen and John Murray on the phone when, when I was talking to my mom to make the decision, cause they called me to say, Hey, if you want to go, you know, we'd love to have you. And I just didn't know if I wanted to go. And then yeah. you know, it was Vegas three days later after I said I wanted to go. Next, you know, I had to figure out what I was going to do with my dog, Lars, at the time. It's an amazing pit bull German Shepherd. Um, um, my mom couldn't keep him. Uh, and, uh, and so I got him a home with a veterinarian that I knew, packed up what I had to pack and got dropped off at the San Diego airport, went to Las Vegas, got picked up by this, I got picked up by, I don't even remember who at the airport, but then I knew they took me, no, I, I got picked up by, one of the PAs at the airport. And then, um, they took me to this swanky, real janky, um, 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 Vegas hotel. And I remember calling this girl that I was kind of seeing the soccer player chick who ended up coming to visit me. Um, it's like the second day there, but I called her and I was just like, yo, if this is what it is, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to just jump on an airplane home. I promise you, I'm not about to stay in this hotel, um, um, for two days. And, um, just because it was crazy. It was like, I felt people were living there, like hanging out, smoking, it was crazy. It was like, it felt like I was going to the hood. And so, um, you mean during like the holding cell, like you were in like that, a yeah. hold, right? Yep. Day one hold. Like the, when you first land, you they put you in. yeah, to keep you away from, from, from your other castmates so they can kind of get the show going. Similar thing happened to me on road was I was in some kind of like weird hotel in Chile and I was going to be stay there for probably six days. I don't know how Whoa. long you stayed. No, I say okay. one day. I mean, I couldn't handle it. I told, <laughs> I, no, I told Tracy because I, I man, I had separation anxiety. I was used to being with people, and um, I'm from a family of fourteen, and I, I couldn't. I told Tracy, I was like, I can't be in here. I said, I can't be in here. Um, <laughs> he was like, You'll be okay, Alton. Just go to sleep. By the time you wake up, I'll get you, and you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get. <laughs> one day, you know, I can't even tell you my. I can't even tell you the five or six days that I was that I was. In like, what's it called? Seclusion? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was Isolation. Sequestered. Sequestered. Isolation. Bro. Yeah. Isolation. Sequestered. Yeah. <laughs> you have like, 
you have like a, a PA coming in every morning, getting your order. They're bringing you back some kind of like random, like you're like, oh yeah, I want spaghetti. It comes back like the weirdest spaghetti you've ever seen or tasted. In I life. love it. Yes. Uh, they're like, here are your three options. Uh, you can't leave here. You can go to the pool. They're like, you can't leave your room. I'm like, See, what do you, you, you my room would, for six days? You would get this. You would get that kind of treatment though, only because a a it's it's perfect for you, and <laughs> you know you don't you don't want it to back massage too much. And b you know you came in. I mean, what you really taught me, Derek, and I still reflect on that when I even go through just my daily life. Um, and, and I'm sure it's, it's it's part of my personality. You taught me for the first time ever. I seen gratitude. You know, I'm pretty much a spoiled brat just by definition and 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 then getting all the great things i've gotten these kind of i just accept things i just like i'll take it you know because i'm used to getting like boxes of free stuff from being sponsored or whatever so i'll just take it and you know almost like expect it to a certain degree you i remember just like i mean just the gratitude you'd have for like a tin foil of beef being open you know what i mean and like just running to or like the cast that, you know, everyone is tired, like whatever, man, we don't want, we're cold and they, they want to do just one more shoot or just one more of this. And you're always, let's go. Like, so just thank you. No, just really, really appreciative of the opportunity. And it really helped tune me to seeing it as an opportunity versus being a spoiled brat and missing it, you know, um, really, really did, especially in, especially in what was that? My, my last show in Turkey where I wasn't with you. But I hung in there longer than I would have straight up based off appreciation and, and trying to feel like, okay, what, why am I here? You know, and, and stay in until you find it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but I mean, I, and I was there just to realize that, you know, I really love my girl. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I, I really love my girl and that I was ready to be a father because I felt like I was more into the people and, and their, I was more into the people and them being good to a certain degree than I was in, in, in the competition or winning or anything like that. I was really into the, and I was, felt very paternal, um, in that competition. They actually were yeah. saying that. And then yes. I, I, I literally flew home on the 4th of July, 2013 or yeah, 2012, 2013. Yeah. 4th of July, 2012. And, um, and conceived my daughter, um, river Emerald river Williams, that day that I came, that I, that I flew home. And, um, and it's so funny that I felt like a father there. I made the decision I was going to stay with Veronica and not, you know, veer off into no man's land. I did, I, cause I left, I, I kind of broke up with Veronica, went on the show. And that's where I was open to try to experience some things. I forgot the girl's name, but there was like a girl there. I think her name was Sarah. Um, and <laughs> um, I, shoot, I, I experienced her, um, just, just from an energy, energy field, just to kind of feel out like what it would be, what was going on out there. But, Nah, it was, it was, um, it was enough to let me know. And, and just the whole cast and just the way things changed and went from this great thing to this very weird thing, almost like it was written in the script. Like they had a whole plan. And, um, and I was like, yeah. And so I definitely, it definitely helped solidify some things in my life being in Turkey. Um, and, but it all did come from that, that personality that you had, man, like of just gratitude and just saying like, Hey, it's an opportunity. I don't need the money but it's an opportunity. Let me go see what, you know, why I would go back there. And, um, and I even freed myself up just in case. <laughs> well, well, it, well, it's always been, I could use the money. 
Like, I, like if you're going to give it to me, like, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like I was going to, you know, you know, complain. So it's Got interesting. It. That, it's interesting that you, you, you mentioned that to me while we were, uh, at, at, at the universal, at the universal challenge. And that was like one of the first, like first conversations we had was like you saying that I reminded you of gratitude. Like that was the, that was like the word. And you looked at me and, and you went on kind of, you know, just trying to remind where it came from. Like how, like that, this is Derek. And this, he reminds me of the word gratitude. Yeah. The only person that was not spoiled, the only non-spoiled brat in the whole entirety of the show. Um, um, the only person that was not entitled the entire show ever. I don't care if you just, just, I mean, the whole time, bro, like even to this moment right now, just like pit, you know, pit bull. And the reason why I'm on the, the reason why I'm here talking to you is because you're a pit bull and your passion is like captivating. And it's like, I'll back that. Like I'll back out, you know, it's, 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 a, you're amazing. You're, you really are amazing. And it comes from that point of first you appreciate. It's like you appreciate the moment and, and that appreciation is, I mean, that's the good feeling that we're all looking for in everything that we're doing in life. Like we, we don't do things in life to get things done. We do things in life because we think it's going to make us feel better by doing it. And a lot of times, um, it's the not having it focus that kind of makes you kind of like, and just kind of feel some, you know, feel some kind of way. And if you can, you know, and, and you kind of don't, I'm, I'm sure you have your own issues in life and I'm sure you're trying to get stuff done. Plenty, but the, plenty. The, the vibe, <laughs> but the vibe you, the vibe you give off though is not the, is not the I'm working on it vibe. The vibe you get off is a I'm there and it's catching up with me vibe. You're, you're very much in your place. You are very much grounded in your person and, and, and you're, and you're, you know, and, but we're all still living life. So I'm sure, like I said, you're doing your thing, but um, you do give off this very much accomplished energy. And, um, and it's almost like Babe Ruth's just pointing out in the field and the game just start, you know, but he's pointing and, you know, home runs are getting ready to run and most likely they're going to win. Um, just from that energy of just like, wow, that's, that's, um, you know, just foundational to a certain degree. So that's what's up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're, you're unbelievable. You're unbelievable. I th- Thank you for saying that. I, I really actually do appreciate that. And, and with Scott being my partner, we, we hope to hit a home run every time we, we run one of these podcasts. But what I what I can tell you is that I did watch that last season you were on in Turkey. I wish and I still can't believe they didn't have a road rules team come in as some kind of surprise or something like that. Um, and I would not have let them treat you like that. You would have had another dog right there behind you playing Pitbull and all you would have had to say is sick them. And I would have been all over them, Alton, because, um, I really do feel that, that bond that we, that we created, um, on the gauntlet too, more than anything, not so much the Inferno three, cause we were separate teams, separate it's sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on gauntlet two, we lived in the same room, essentially the whole time we lived in the captain's quarters with the air conditioner, you know, um, <laughs> the king was, size beds. Come on. <laughs> with the king size patio. Yes. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah, to yeah. an extent. Um, but, uh, but it was still like, I think the word that we used was, was soul journey. I think you called it soul journey, soul journey. We had our so crazy, bro. I remember that CD. I pulled that out a couple of days ago and it was called soul journeys. And it was my, it was, it was that, that music we were, I was listening to while we were there. I would let you play. I'd let you listen to a couple of songs before your challenges, before your gauntlets and stuff. Yeah, man. Yep. Oh, soul journey. Crazy. That's you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bust that out for me and send it to me if you have something like that. And it has Coldplay in it. Has Jason Mraz um, before uh, before that before that um, I'm Your song came out. Like yeah, man, it has all the little jams. Like really, really cool music. And and the thing was is that we were on the same wavelength. Is that every time our team lost, we were gonna have to go in against. We were gonna have to go into the elimination round against one of our teammates. And then, you know, winner stays, loser goes home. And, yeah. and that was, the, we were on that same path, that same journey, that same wavelength. And we were just kind of like at war, essentially against ourselves, but against our team at the same time. So we're just like by ourselves. We were you know? by ourselves, but we had each other. That's what, that's what really made our bond. And that, the, I love the way they wrote that game. It was a, I mean, that's what people don't realize. These reality shows are, or at least our shows, because I, I guess I hear that some, most of the shows are scripted or something like this, but, um, but I know that, you know, for the most part, most of the fans thought our show was scripted and I could tell them, like this conversation, I don't know how this is going to become a podcast or even really what a podcast is, but, um, how is this going to become one of those things that's, that people are going to actually listen to? It's beyond me. How the real world became a TV show that people actually watched is beyond me because I was literally brushing my teeth and, yawning and hanging out you know it's like being the weird (laughs) non-secular me and um, but they but so what it is that i that i've experienced it seems that it's in it's they have an idea of what it is that they're going to want they cast seven people or as far as the real world show goes and um and then there's certain rules like we can't go where the cameras can't go which is a wall which is gonna you know that that kind of limits you you can't um you can't, um, let's say um, all the phone calls are going to be recorded. You can't wear certain things that have different logos on it. Like there's just these weird little things that kind of like, like these that don't seem like they're big no's, but once you're in an environment and you're limited like this, 
a lot of the opportunities just kind of drop away, which then makes it so that you're only able to do a certain thing. And so you put cameras up in those areas where you're allowed to do stuff. And I mean, to a certain degree, it's not that you're, it's not that they're scripting the show, but it's more like just directing. It's more just like directing our bodies. So they kind of have an idea that, yeah, they're going to be playing with balls because there's balls in the room, but, um, they don't tell us to necessarily do, um, to do anything. And so with the challenge, it feels like it's the same thing. The challenge is going to be whatever those rules are that they're, that, that, that they make. And I feel like in Turkey, they specifically wrote the challenge in a way that was in a format that would be difficult for an old school person that was mm-hmm. into it just for playing the game. Like me, I'm a different type of old school dude. Cause I'm literally only about like, I'm only competitive for that little moment that I'm in the gauntlet and then I'm your friend, you know, like I don't really care. Um, um, but the way that the game was written was written now that it's, it's like the way that the game seems to be written now, it definitely is one to where it's more of a personality driven circumstance. And, um, and, and so, and I don't even know how, I don't know exactly why, because if I think about it, I don't feel that like, um, um, the rules when we're actually competing felt much different than anything else before. It's just the house did. And, and I don't know why I'm actually, I, I couldn't say, but it comes out, it comes, it comes across scripted. I'm looking at the cast of that season that you're talking about. And it's interesting you say that because you were part of like a hybrid, let's split both Vegas seasons into one season. And that's what sort of got you and Trishel in there. But I'm looking at this cast list and most of the people in the, on this season were like later seasons of the show. You know, real world Brooklyn, real world San Diego, real world Cancun, yeah. real world New Orleans. Yeah. That's like, you know, and you, you and Trishel honestly were, almost 10 years earlier than a lot of these seasons. So it's funny that you and Trishel, especially, I mean, you're so young, you're so vibrant, you're so cool. You never, you got, neither of you ever took on like a Timmy Beggy like character role on the challenge. But if you look at it, you are like a generation before every other Literally, team. On I, was, that show. I, I, I went back to that show because on our show, there was Osiris that, um, that, uh, um, um, or I'm sorry, Osiris. <laughs> there was Cyrus that, um, uh, that D, Captain Derek's son home. <clears throat> he was dirty 30, but I remember him wearing the dirty 30 shirt. He was, the, he was the dirty 30, you know, it was just like he was older, man. And, um, and D had a fireman him out of there. No, I'm joking. I love, I love, <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> no, but, you do, but, you do. But, but he was, you know, we really do, but he, but he was older though. It was like, he got the respect of being older, like the whole thing, like the uncle, you know, uncle Steve, me, you're right though. I didn't, I, I, I expected to get that. <clears throat> I, I really did. I really expected for there to be, I'm the oldest of 14 brothers and sisters, you know, um, I, I'm wherever I go, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very much respected and, um, and, 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 and I give a lot of respect. I give a lot of love. And that's, and, and, and there's no question about like my intentions. My intentions are always good. A lot of times they are a little bit more big brothery, a little bit more directing, you know, a little bit more like I got your back, but try. Um, and so going onto the challenge in Turkey, I really did, ex- especially after the being in there, you know, after being in the airport before flying into um, to Turkey, I just seen that I didn't know anyone here and they're all really young. And so this is, you know, it should be pretty cool. Um, when I met with Sarah and everything worked out there, I was like, wow, you know, the girls of this generation seem to, <laughs> seem to still be with it. But no, um, it, it seemed, it seemed fine. And then we get into the house and just, it was totally 
I, it was I, I ne- it was it was crazy, bro. It was like so weird, such a well, disrespectful environment. Well, and and these, yeah, yeah. Disre- sorry. I'm sorry, you said disrespectful environment. Yeah, just because the kids, this, I mean, the kid, I don't think they knew me though. That's what it was. It's, I think that exactly. like, they just didn't know me, and the, 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 exactly. the, yeah, and the only thing they got from me was, oh, he's a crazy competitor, and that. So they were, yeah. So it was more just the threat, and none of the, yeah. none of the passion. Yeah, he was, he was, he's old, he's older. We don't know him. Uh, you know why? Why would I? Why would I keep this guy around if I know everybody else? Yes, you are absolutely. You know the uh, what's it called? Uh, Odd man out. Well, exactly the, yeah. the easy yeah. target. You were the easy target because you weren't friends with anyone. You didn't talk to anyone. You had no also, connection. I was also in the room. Like you know, it's like I was also like meditating every day at that time. I was like, uh, yeah. So I was in the room. I had my tea. Um, you know, they called my they called my, um our room the church. Like you know, everybody would come in there to kind of get like their peaceful time. And, um, and so there was also like, I kind of went away from the spirit of the game also. Mm. And so the, those that were there to position and to, you know, to, you know, kind of capturing the hearts and minds, if you will, and it really was a battle for the hearts and minds in the first two weeks there. It was like, it was, you know, it, it could have been a really good show as far as, um, dynamic. And then, um, and then, you know, obviously things just swayed. I think after the first couple of eliminations where people just got afraid. And they wanted to go after the one, you know, stability. And I think that's where, uh, Frank and I forgot the big tall dude's name, Zach, but Frank and those Zach. guys, Zach, yes. Um, Frank and those guys won. They won with the fear. They won with the fear. Kind of like Fox News. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, it, what's yeah. interesting is they kind of also set you up for, you were the only team, I believe, or maybe a couple other hybrid teams that you didn't even have a full team of people that you knew from like your original season. So it's not even like you had four people from Vegas original to kind of be there and have that kind of elder statesman vibe with and know that you had this history with them. It was only Trishel. And then I I see, you know, they had the, uh, you know, real world Austin, which is similar sort, at least closer to your time period. But other than that, really. And then with with Trishel and Zach, that was a whole weird thing also, because, you know, now we have to a certain degree, it's like, cause Trishel's very, she knows the game. She can play the game with the best of them. And so, you know, she was already privy to a lot of stuff, I think, in the very beginning that I wasn't privy to. And I was literally just kind of hanging out with Sarah in a very friendly way. But still, like, that was a friend that I was choosing. And um, and then Dustin um, from our team. But, yeah, there was, like, this weird, like, just these, just, just, they were really, they were really what it was, was I didn't go in there with my head in the game. I went in there with my head and wanting to have fun, wanting to have a great experience. You know, and yeah, we'll compete a little bit, um, and maybe even win some money. But first and foremost, let's have some fun. And I really went in there with this mentality of really wanting to. The only reason why I went on that challenge is because I was doing a whole bunch of stuff at that time with just like Monster and just different different things. And I wanted us to. I wanted to do do a tour. It's been a long time since I did a reality tour. I wanted to go there, compile a couple heads, see who was live and who was fun, and you know who vibed well together. Um, create a little crew and, um, and when we got off the challenge, I wanted to go take us on tour, um, and, and, and put some money in people's pockets and have some fun, um, bring some awareness to a couple things, um, like mental health awareness, this kind of stuff. But, um, it didn't happen like that. I ended up going home early and I just, I kind of just like walked away from that and was like, I don't think there's anything I really can do with that. <laughs> Back to our guests in a minute, but, uh, 
I'm a little tired. Hmm, I wish I had some comfy sheets to lay on. Guess what? I do. Thanks to Brooklinen. You know, you spend one third of your life in sheets, which is some crazy sheet, but it's about time for a bedding upgrade. Brooklinen has been named the winner of the best of online bedding by Good Housekeeping. Not okay housekeeping, good housekeeping. 30,000 five-star reviews more than any other bedding company. They were founded in 2014 by a husband and wife combo. And let me tell you, there's another husband and wife combo, Scott and Lindsay, that are enjoying the F out of these sheets. Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets more affordable and easy to order. And let me tell you, they have. Brooklinen was the first DTC bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. The sheets don't just feel great, they look great too. You can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Lindsay loves them too. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer to Challenge Maniacs, and it is a good one. You can get $20 off and, yep, there's an and, free shipping when you use the code MANIA at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, all their comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use the code MANIA at Brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code MANIA. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. And now I'm worked up. I don't even need a nap. Let's get back to our guests. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that we're talking about this season, which of course was your last season on the show. Um, for someone who, I mean, you, you took part in four seasons of the challenge. The Gauntlet, which you made the final, the Gauntlet 2, where you won, Inferno 3, where you made the final, and then the aforementioned Battle of the Seasons, which, you know, it seemed like that had such a lasting impact on your career and your place in the challenge sort of zeitgeist because, you know, when we mentioned the the kind of people who are mentioned in the same breath as you, you know, the Derricks, the CTs, the Wesses, they're very present. You know, they've either continued to play on the show or even if they haven't, they're out there. They're on social media. They've been on podcasts. You decided to step away not just from the challenge but from, you know, sort of the public eye. And so I, I'd be like – I'm fascinated to know what that decision-making process was like. Was it easy to do because – social media just wasn't a part of your life. So it wasn't necessarily cutting something out. It was just sort of not starting it with the rest of us. Talk about that because you're such a fascinating case. I mentioned it earlier about you kind of stepping into or out of a, a time capsule when we're talking about this stuff. Um, when you come to say like a challenge mania live, like you did in uh, January and you meet and you see all these fans and everyone remembers you so vividly and everyone's so positive and excited to see you and wants to know where the heck have you been? I mean, does it make, you know, weigh the pros and cons. And so the, you know, the stuff that you missed, from being a part of that world and the stuff that you benefited from being so separated from it for the last, I think it's seven years now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and even before then, because I was, ne- you know, the thing is, is this though, it, I was never involved, you know, it, even, even after the show, there was, you know, Trishel was doing this and that and everybody was doing their own thing. Me, I'm a creator. I'm a, I'm a creator. And so creators tend to be you know, um, conundrums, if you will, because like we kind of come out of nowhere and it's like, boom, and then kind of go back into that space we came out of, which is like, where are they? Because we're creating again. And so I feel that, um, um, just the, the experience of the real world was a manifestation, like I said, of, of just a bunch of intentions that I've already put out there. And, and I got to experience it. I got to have the fun that I said I wanted. I remember standing, well, I, my first club ever was, um, in, in, uh, um, in Las Vegas, but I remember standing in Los Angeles with my, one of my friends one night. We went to got some tea after studying and driving down Sunset. 
and seeing the clubs and the lines of people. And I remember standing, I remember uh, getting out, we were, went to go get a hot dog and, um, and, sa- and I told my boy Ray, I said, one day I'm going to be able to never have to stand in that line. You know, one day I'm not going to have to stand. I would, when I do go to clubs, like it won't be, it won't be standing in that line. That's for sure. And, um, and I told him that it doesn't look like fun to me. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be fun standing in the line and then going into a box. Like I'd much rather just go there and then do what I got to do. And my first club was rain in the row in Vegas. And, um, and I got to, of course, go right on in there and the whole thing. And ever since then, it's, you know, that's been the way it's been. And, um, and so like, like I said, as a creator, <clears throat> I think that, um, I definitely didn't, I haven't fallen off. It's like, okay. So as far as my involvement with, with online, I, in 2002, after getting off the show, we created this website, um, this dating website called makelovehappen.com with Cineville. And we partnered up with the Sims and we we're going to do this whole thing with Vegas and George Maloof and the Palms Casino where you're able to go date using the little kind of before the emojis and stuff, but using this little emoji type character. Um, and it was going to be kind of cool. And, uh, and, you know, and that took a lot of time to build up and we finally launched it and, um, and then it didn't end up iterating the way I wanted it to, but, but it was a great move. And then the real, and then the social media thing really kicked in, um, where the dating websites, Friendster, I think came after that and, and what have you. And, um, and then MySpace got, started getting really big and I never really got on any of that stuff because it just wasn't like, again, I'm a creator and, and, I, and I don't think that happens publicly. I think that, at least for me, it's definitely in my quiet place. It's in that space where I'm able to fail without it being a failure. It's more just like, you know, I'm doing my own thing in my front yard. And then when I come out, now I'm doing handrails and everyone's just like, wow, this dude's amazing, um, skating. But really it was, I stayed in the front yard for so long that I got bored with the front yard and I went to the curb and then we got bored from the curb and went to the planners and then got bored with the planners. And so now that I'm doing handrails, it was such a, it's a natural progression. And I feel that like right now people are, are doing everything real publicly and it's amazing and it works, it, it works for them if, if it does. But, um, the stuff, the stuff that I'm really into doing, like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, for the last, seven years I've been into banking, well, business development and then, and then banking. And then now I'm really, you know, really heavy into investing and buying and selling companies and, um, um, kind of like roll-ups, like rolling up a bunch of different companies right now. We're looking at, um, a couple, uh, a couple, a couple skate companies and, um, and we purchased, we just finished purchasing, um, a, a, an apparel line. And, um, and so we're going to roll that all up. And then we just bought some land up in, um, up in, uh, Northern California, up in um, near Shasta. And, um, I'm going to be doing some stuff there as well. And, you know, and, and, you know, and so again, I, I feel that there's a bunch of different ways to, to do things. And I think that everybody is their own species and the species that I am, <laughs> I, I do, you know, I go for big game. I go for big, big stuff to a certain degree um with rock climbing like you know you don't really what am i what would i do i would post pictures but why um um you know it's it's like i, I don't know 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the internet is for the person that wasn't on a reality show. To <laughs> and for me, I got I got my kicks. I got my connection with the world from TV. I walk outside. People know who I am to a certain degree. If I make a phone call, a lot of the bankers, a lot of the people that I deal with, I mean, they were kids when, like, you know, when I, they were young when I was young, and now we're the new guard. So a lot of people just kind of know me. Um, um, once we start doing kind of the, you know, fact checking on who we are, they'll be like, Oh man, you know, they know me. And so it really lets me in. And so I don't, I just don't think that I need, I think people need to connect so that people know who they are. So they know their intentions are good. Um, so there's kind of a foundation and, and a little bit of credibility. I feel that I've done so many things. I've done so much in my life and I, I walk in a certain, I move in life in a certain way to where my credibility kind of just comes with me. And, um, and therefore I'm, I do, I, I, I don't have to talk about it, have it online. Um, and, um, and it's not that more importantly, I don't need to, like if I needed to, I would, I just don't, I have a lot of brothers and sisters a big family. Um, I'm a little older. I've, my world's a little smaller. I don't need a million friends. And, um, but I would like to, I, I think it's a smart idea to have, have those things. And I, I think I'm going to, um, at some point here, um, I need to put myself up an Instagram page and, and all these things. So I can, uh, so I can just, t- you know, um, stay in contact with my daughter when she's older. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's a great reason for it. And, and, yeah. you know, even if, even if it's a private one or, or, you know, something that's set up for, for your friends and family stuff, but I will say selfishly, Derek, and I think I could speak for you too. Challenge mania here. We enjoy being your little gateway into the challenge universe. I mean, to, I was so excited when you, you know, they went and found you and got you on the hook to do the universal thing. And Derek told me, he said, Hey man, Alton was there. It's really cool. We can't tell anybody, but you know, was, he was really awesome. He loves what we're doing with challenge mania. And it just so happened and some things uh, kind of fell into place where we said, hey, you, by any chance you want to come to New York? Uh, it was like a week later. And you're like, sure, dude. So you, you came and did our show with us in January. You're coming to do the show with us in Hollywood. You're on the podcast now. And to be honest with you, I think that the Challenge Universe, the Challenge Maniacs are happy to even get that amount of you and just to be able to hear from you and hear how thoughtful you are still about these times in your life to this day, just on this podcast. Now it's refreshing and it's awesome. And I think that, you know, people will take what they can get. And for a while there, when we couldn't get a hold of you and nobody had, uh, you know, your correct phone number and people were creating fake Alton accounts, I think people were worried that, you know, such a huge part of the the legacy of the real world and, and such a beloved cast member from, like I said, the most beloved cast of that show. And then such a respected competitor on the challenge that 
you were maybe just going to like, you know, kind of fade away into obscurity and just kind of live on as this legend of the game who we would never hear from again. And here we are in just six, six months into 2019. And I think that even if it's a couple podcast appearances a year or maybe even one or a couple live show appearances a year, I think people are, are just delighted to have that of you and have you back into the fold and have you on the, uh, you know, the universal challenge. And of course, people always want to know, and I'm sure you get it in real life and you get it if you run into someone on the street and we get asked to ask on behalf of them, would you ever do another season of the challenge? Would you do a champs versus stars? Where does the line end when it comes to your, you know, desired involvement going forward? But has doing the challenge mania live has doing the podcast or has got, you know, have you gotten the bug? Has it bit you again a little bit? I think, you know, people want to hear. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, one of the, well, um, kind of, I mean, what you said was interesting and kind of want to touch base on that. Like, <clears throat> so hindsight being 2020, it's like, if I, I could just say this, if, if, if I would have known 12 years later, 14 years later, 20 years later, whatever, um, that, uh, the challenge was going to be such a staple to a certain degree that the concept behind the challenge could be something that's to a certain degree, let's say arena football for competitive sports. Mm-hmm. Um, my vision, because yeah, I'm almost, almost purchased the AFL. I'm actually, um, uh, um, from, from the owner. And this was uh, what two years ago. And, um, I just didn't, wasn't able to really put it, put it all together, but we definitely had the money to purchase it. And we're, we're looking at that. And, but if I would have ever thought that this challenge could have been something that could have been like professional, because that was always my big thing. It's like, I don't know, um, coming from that world, especially of extreme action sports, it, you know, it is, it, it's, it's alternative. And so, um, um, and a little more niche. And so if I would have considered that, experience the same way I considered skating, I would have approached, I would have been a very, it would be, you know, we'd, we'd all be little Mrs. if you will, <laughs> little action characters, if you will. Um, um, but you know, I didn't see it that way. I seen it, like I said, I'm real, I'm real simple minded for the most part. Like I know a few things. I know veterinary medicine. I know skating, um, rock climbing, surfing, like how to use my body. And, um, and I know music, you know, violin, rapping, that kind of thing. Um, and so, but outside of that, I really don't have much experience. Like even clubs, I went to my first club at 22. I'm, I've dated five girls, you know? Um, so I'm pretty, you know, pretty, they call me the boy in the glass bubble. I'm the boy in the bubble to a certain degree. And so I, if, so looking back at it, if I was able to kind of do it all over again, I would have taken it a little bit more as, okay, we're building something here, guys. And I would have probably taken it more as like being the vanguard of something new and special and, um, and, and, and yeah, I could see myself even almost being like a, let's say a Tony Hawk or at least the Annie McDonald's of, of the challenge. But that, you know, unfortunately that wasn't the case. I seen it as more of just a vacationy kind of opportunity. And, um, and so, and, and so here we are, you know, that this is, this is, this is the way that all transpired. But, um, would I do another challenge? Of course. But definitely, definitely, wow. Wow. definitely would. Yeah, definitely. Well, and obviously if there would be some questions, um, my schedule is not as open. And so I'd have, I'd have to, I'd have, you know, a person like me would definitely need special accommodation to a certain degree. I'm like, I can't even front, like I would need to. <laughs> two, <laughs> need months, to have, two months, two yeah, months, two no. months special accommodations. Yeah, well, see, I just, so there would have to be special accommodations. Like I have to be able to fly my family out. I'd have to be able to like do all kinds of weird stuff. Like seriously. Yeah. And, 
and that that would be really important for me. Other than that, yeah, I'd love to have a great vacation and 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 give give you know too much of focus to go play a little bit. Did they ever call you for the? So they they did three seasons of a spinoff series called Champs versus one one of them was called Champs versus Pros and the other one was called Champs versus Stars. They did three seasons total. They shot it in L.A. It was a condensed schedule. It was all for charity, and they would yeah. and they would you know reach out to people like yourself. Yeah, who, they called me. They did call you. And what was the reasoning for not being able to do that? Because that's in your neck of the woods. I assume your family could have come. Yeah, no, it's two months. No, it was. You know what? Honestly, I didn't. I mean, I. I, I so many phones so many numbers like i just started using this number again and so it's just like you know honestly i i, I didn't get the call man they called me I, I didn't get the message to like way 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 <laughs> and, and 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 i would have said no anyway because you know at that time i had my son was just born i was in a very different place doing a lot of business stuff really really heavy in investing uh, my, my mind was different i was very capitalist orientated and definitely not um I went through a couple years of just fun for me was very serious stuff, you know, like, cause I've always had fun and really light and playful. And so it started being fun to do, to be non-playful and to be kind of, you know, uptight a little bit. <laughs> so I did go through like two, three years of straight suit and tie, um, very just focused, like on everything that I did, waking up really early, going to bed early, um, um, you know, and, and, and using my time, the, 12 hours that I would be productive during the day, um, to the height, you know, to, to its highest possibility. And so for that, that wasn't a time where I would, I would have entertained this kind of stuff. Um, um, so no, it, 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 everything worked out perfect. You know, how, how it's, how it's playing itself out is perfect for me, perfect for, um, you know, people that aren't so involved in me, not just think that like, you know, oh, this guy, <laughs> he's, not so nice or whatever it was. Cause I, I was nice, but I think that I kind of, and, uh, and a lot of new dads get this, um, especially dads that didn't necessarily come from the most stable homes. I think that you can kind of overdo the dad thing and kind of like be your own dream dad there for a little while until you burn yourself out. And I think that that's what, you know, that's what I did. I just had, my son was born, which really turned on something to me. My daughter being born kind of made me softer and, more beautiful and more ethereal and more like looking for the pretty things in life and being able to appreciate the pretty things and the soft things. My son being born made me really seem like it brought out this prideful thing. Like I was very proud of being an Alton and being and very proud of my son's Alton as well, Alton Lewis III. Um, and so, um, you know, it just brought out this pride in me that I really wanted to know, not feel or, or trust, but to know that, you know, the legacy that I was handing to, to young Alton and Emerald were going to be, it was, it was something that I decided and was something that I, um, um, would, would be pleased with. And so, um, yeah, I did spend three strong years of building that foundation to where I could say, you know, um, even from right now, you know, with my daughter and her purple business and my son and his go-karts <laughs> racing and just everything at, you know, at six and four, um, that, that I feel that their foundation is, their foundation is something that, that I'm super pleased with. And I'm so pleased with the people, the people that they're becoming that it's just, it's, it, it, it I'm, I'm now being reopened up to being like, lighten up, Chuck. Everything's working out well. And with that new lightening up over the last six months, you've just kind of mentioned, um, how things are opening up. So it's beautiful. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, it's worked out perfectly, and I'm glad you got those years out of your system, waking up at the crack of dawn, putting on a suit, doing all that stuff. And I'm now, now that we have lightened up Chuck on our hands, uh, we're excited to have you back uh, doing podcasts, uh, coming to hang out with us in Los Angeles on June 22nd. <clears throat> Tickets available at challengemania.la. Now, we, we have to let you go, so I'll use it as a tease to say we will get to more stories from your time on the show, uh, your time uh, with Derek, with Veronica, who's going to be there as well, over at University. Universal Studios. I have to ask you, you've lived in San Diego for a while. Uh, one of our guests at the show, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, he was on the inaugural season of Champs versus Pros. He was also a pro, all-pro NFL linebacker on the San Diego Chargers for several years. His name's Sean Merriman, and he was one of like the most famous players on the Chargers in like the mid-2000s. He's going to be at our show, too. Have you ever heard of Sean Merriman in your, in your, I don't know if you watch football or anything, but just living in San Diego. He was a huge star in San Diego around the time. I'm pretty sure you were living down there. You know, um, yeah, Merriman definitely sounds super familiar. Uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm more of like a Kelly Slater kind of guy um, to a certain degree. Like I know like surfers and stuff um, as far as the pros go. So I don't really know the football players. Um, so it doesn't really ring a bell. But uh, if he's a charger, bro, like, I, you know, I, I'm from San Diego. I love anything that represents the beach and represents the boat. And so, um, definitely my respect and, um, I can't wait to meet him. I'm really excited. I, I yeah, I definitely that love, I hate the idea of not having the charges anymore, but, um, I love that. Uh, I love that he played for San Diego. That's awesome. No, nah, but I know I don't, I don't know, don't know too much of the athletes. My bad. He's not a football player. He's not a football player. He's a rock climber. He's a skater. He plays the violin. Well, he said he almost yeah. facilitated a purchase of, of the yes. arena football league. I didn't know if maybe, yeah. or maybe, you know, well, yeah, this- that, was, that was from another individual, um, um, from a, a banker in, um, in Florida who, um, who had that opportunity. And I was just going to be helping with the, uh, well, no, I, I mean, I was in, an investor. So I was going to be helping with this, the, him, him bringing the capital. Um, at that time I was working with a couple. A couple of hedge funds that were doing that kind of stuff. So. You're such an interesting guy when you're listing off your passions. You're like, you know, just like your average guy who's into skating, rock climbing, violin, rap. Like, I mean, it's just you're the coolest dude. And if you live in California, if you live in Southern California, I implore you, head to ChallengeMania.LA because uh, myself, Derek, Alton, Veronica, Sean Merriman, and the list doesn't end there because it's Los Angeles, guys. It is the hub yeah. of reality TV. We're going to have some special guests, some surprises. Uh, a few people have already reached out to us and are going to probably drop in uh, to say hello I'm to you try guys. I'm going to a special guest, possibly. Oh, look at that. Alton bringing yeah. a special guest. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about it and make sure it's all good. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm let's, not give, yeah, let's not great. give anything away. Do you have anything you want to plug, uh, Alton, before we let you go? Um, you know, there was a couple things I was going to plug. Um, I think that, I, I think that we can just, you know, kind of do this again. I, I'm going to leave it here. I, you know, I, I, I want to first plug my um, appreciation for you guys. Thank you for looking out. Thank you for hitting me up. 
you know, it's, um, you guys are amazing. And I, and I really love what you guys are doing. So anything I can do to, to, um, to, you know, get involved, I have a couple ideas and I think we should talk about that. But, um, second thing I want to apologize <laughs> to the editor of this, uh, of this, uh, podcast. Cause yeah, I, I feel like you're gonna have to pull it together. But um, if no we way, to do this, dude! It, not at all. First of all, you're talking to the editor, the producer, done. the production assistant, the oh, intern. <laughs> I'm all those things. And dude, we're not gonna have to in any way, shape, or form. You went on, dude. That that the uh, the casting story you gave us. To be honest with you, I, I've said it a few times before, but this takes the cake is the most fascinating casting story because it had so many layers. And start off with that pit of depression you were in and wanting to essentially prove an ex girlfriend wrong, and then all the stuff with being cast for the show that never was because of obviously one of the biggest tragedies we've had in this this country. But the ripple effect that nine eleven has not just in you know obviously very serious you know forms, but also in television and all the shows that never were because of it and whatnot. So. Yeah, honestly, wow. everything you said was so poignant and brilliant. You're, you're the man, Alton. Honestly, your words of encouragement uh, speak volumes for us. We appreciate your ringing endorsement. And we can't wait to see you in L.A. We can't wait to uh, keep spitballing stuff with you. You're the man, brother. Bro, thank you guys, man. God bless you guys. Have fun. I can't wait to chill in L.A., though. And um, yeah. really, really what I love is the after party with you guys, man. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's, let's just do it. And, um, and yeah, L.A.'s going to be dope. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun now. I'm a class act star learning. Mission's hard, but I'm Tom Cruise. Don't be a pig. Swine flu. Girls gone wild. What is up, Challenge Maniacs? Scott here to tell you about an exciting event that I am bringing you guys in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area on Thursday, December the 2nd. I am bringing you guys a good old-fashioned Challenge Mania viewing party. However, this is unlike any viewing party we have ever done. I will be joined by one of the stars of the Challenge All-Star Season 2, the great Melinda Collins. We will be hosting this party where we will be watching Episode 4, the premiere of Episode 4, which drops earlier that day. We'll be watching Watching that alongside you guys and chatting about it with you guys after. But that's not all. Every ticket to this party, tickets available at challengemania.live, every ticket comes with unlimited free bowling. I didn't say where this was. This is at Bolero in the Milwaukee area. Don't ask me how to say the town it's in, but it is at Bolero, one of the best bowling alleys in the entire state. We have our own private area, and if you buy a ticket to this, yes, you get the viewing party. You get to meet Melinda. You get to hang out with us all night, have the delicious food and drinks that are offered uh, at the Bolero event space, but also, it comes with free unlimited bowling. Come and throw a ball or two, knock a pin down or two with myself, with Melinda. Maybe we'll have a contest. Maybe the high score will win something. Who knows? Get an exclusive Challenge Mania collectible, a night of free bowling with myself and Melinda Collins at Bolero in the Milwaukee area. Thursday, December the 2nd for All-Stars Episode 4. Go to challengemania.live for tickets today. Space is limited and tickets are running out. All right, Maniacs, we will see you in Milwaukee on Thursday, December the 2nd. Scott Yeager sucks and he's a complete piece of shit. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.